This week, Christians from all over the world have been commemorating the suffering and the death of Jesus. Today is Easter, which celebrates his resurrection. We, as Unitarian Universalists, tell this Easter story in connection with our Christian heritage, with appreciation for the mystery of faith and the power of metaphor. We don't really know very much about Jesus because he lived a long, long time ago before newspapers and before books and before TV. Everything we know about Jesus is from one collection of writings called the Bible. And even that was written down a long, long time after Jesus lived. The stories we have about Jesus tell us that he was born in very humble circumstances. His parents were poor. His father was a carpenter. We are also told that there was a wonderful star in the sky the night that Jesus was born, and that shepherds and kings came to visit the baby. We don't know if these stories are true or not, but we do know that they help us to imagine just how special Jesus was and how the people around him loved him. And so we light a candle and call it a Christmas candle in honor of the birth of a great man. We don't know anything about Jesus' growing up. We assume that he learned to be a carpenter because his father was a carpenter. And in those days, little boys almost always grew up to do what their fathers do. We do not know, we do know that he learned a lot about his religion. He was Jewish. He went to Passover celebrations, learned the Jewish law, and learned what great Jewish teachers had said. He learned this all by heart because there were no books or pencils or schools as we know them today. Maybe he even thought about growing up to be a rabbi and learning even more about his religion. Maybe he never did. Maybe he was too poor, or maybe he liked being a carpenter, or maybe he didn't like the rabbis that he knew. We just don't know. This is a mysterious part of Jesus' life. So let's light another candle, a candle for Jesus, the man we will never know. One day, when Jesus was grown up, he went to hear a popular preacher named John the Baptist. John was telling people that the end of the world was near and that God was angry because so many things were wrong and so many people were selfish and mean. John believed that God would judge each person after they died as to whether they were good or bad. Some people liked what John had to say, but lots of people were afraid, for they realized that they hadn't always been good. Jesus felt drawn to John and went to be baptized by him. Being baptized can be a wonderful experience, and in that charged moment, Jesus realized that he felt so good and so free and happy that he suddenly knew God's love was much more important than God's anger. He decided that it was his mission to go and tell people that they did not need to be afraid of God, that God loved them. So here is a third candle, a candle for Jesus' call to preach and teach and comfort people.
Jesus felt very strongly about a lot of things. He believed that it is important to love God, but just as important to love our neighbors, even the neighbors whose religion is different from ours or who are doing things we don't like. Jesus taught that we should share with our neighbors, that we should be peaceful, and that we shouldn't worry so much. He was concerned about people who were sick or disabled, and he liked people that nobody else liked. It became clear to those around Jesus that he was an extraordinary man, and they loved him. So let us light another candle for Jesus, the teacher, whose words still inspire us today. So this was Jesus. He attracted a lot of attention and a lot of love. He helped people feel good, and he helped them to be good, which is just as important. Wherever he went in his small country, people followed him around. Crowds gathered, and people listened to what he had to say. After about a year of this, some bad things started to happen. Jesus went to Jerusalem, which was the biggest city in his country. Many of the people, especially the poor people, welcomed him. The Bible says that they threw down their cloaks to decorate the road and waved branches from trees. They cheered as he went by. It was a wonderful parade. But not everyone was happy to see Jesus come to Jerusalem. The officials of the city were afraid. They were afraid that Jesus would start a riot, or worse, a revolution, and that they would be held responsible. People would be killed, and perhaps the officials would lose their jobs. People who are afraid often do bad things, and these officials decided that they would have to somehow get rid of Jesus. It is fear that extinguishes our candle, fear which overcomes reason and justice. The next day, Jesus went to the temple in Jerusalem, and what he saw there made him very angry. The priests were cheating the people, charging outrageous prices. Jesus got so angry that he, when he saw this that he began to shout that they had turned the house of God into a den of thieves, and he ran around turning over the tables and making a big mess. This, in turn, made the priests very angry. They didn't like being called thieves. They didn't like a mess being made of their temple. The fact that in their hearts they knew it was true made them even angrier. Now they wanted to get rid of Jesus, too. It is anger which extinguishes our second candle, anger used for good or anger used for ill. The officials and priests got together and decided to do something about this troublemaker. So they bribed one of his friends, a man named Judas, to betray Jesus. We don't know much about Judas or why he did what he did. No doubt he had reasons which seemed good to him. People always do have reasons which seem good to them for what they do. Nonetheless, it is betrayal which extinguishes the third candle, the betrayal of friendship, which was precious to both people. 
The priests and officials took Jesus before the courts the next day, and after a long and complicated discussion, Jesus was convicted and sentenced to death. It was an unfair trial. There wasn't any evidence or any jury, and Jesus wasn't guilty as charged. But they sentenced him to death anyway. And so it is that injustice was the final cause of Jesus' death. Injustice is a terrible thing. You know, there are lots of people in this world who believe that force is the best way to get what they want, even what they think they deserve. We look back now and understand why the authorities felt they had to do away with Jesus. But we can also look back and see that killing Jesus didn't do any good. Jesus died all right, but people didn't forget what he said. Jesus was dead, but his followers loved him so much that they went on teaching in his name. Jesus was dead, but the Christian religion was born. Some people believe that Jesus literally came back to life after he died. But since that never happened to anyone else, Unitarian Universalists believe that this is just another way, like the star and the shepherds, of saying that this special man and his message still lives in our hearts and still influences the way we live and think and make meaning in our world. We took Jesus' candle out of the room to show that he died. Now we'll bring it back in to show that, in spite of that, he is still with us. As the light returns, please rise in body or spirit, and Mary will lead us in singing this little light of mine. Please join in with vigor. This little light of mine. that Jesus lives in our hearts when we remember to help our neighbors. We believe that Jesus lives in our lives when we 
are inspired to live and, if necessary, die for what we believe is true. And we believe that Jesus lives in our hearts every time we try to love and understand people who are strange to us. You can kill people, but you can't kill the spirit. There is good in us, and it wells up in response to great men and women and to great stories. The spirit that urges us on to love and serve our fellow human beings never dies. <laughs>